Hello everyone, welcome back. Hope all is well. I know it's been like a five month hiatus since my last video, but uh, long story short, I was at Penn State. Uh, we can rent cameras for free, but long since then I've been graduated, so I didn't really have access to a camera or the finances to buy a camera. But instead of making excuses for, you know, this amount of time, uh, my friend Will was just like, bro, you have an iPhone X, just record off of there. And I was like, no, you're right. Uh, I've been making excuses for five months way too long. So now I'm back and hopefully uh, soon I'll be able to, you know, get a nice camera and start doing things I want to do. Um, I'm, I'm bougie, so I like doing things a certain way. I, I don't even have a haircut right now, so I'm, I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but some things you just have to do regardless of your appearance in life. Um, I guess to catch up on where I've been, um, I'm in Houston now. This is, I'm filming inside of my Houstonian apartment. Um, I'm a Houston resident. Uh, it's my favorite city, so I'm really glad to be uh, be here, and I'm very fortunate enough to land a job here. Um, so, uh, some other things uh, I've joined. I've been going to Lakewood Church. I was in Houston last summer, and I was going to Lakewood Church, but this past Sunday, I actually officially joined the church, like through all the registration and paperwork. And um, so, yeah, I was on Wednesday, um, and uh, I joined their Monday night Bible study. I also joined their anger management ministry, their depression ministry. Um, I joined their financial ministry, and I also joined their, I'm volunteering with their Celebrate Recovery ministry. It's um, kind of like their addiction monthly programs to kind of help people overcome their addictions and stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Um, on October 4th will be my five month anniversary of sobriety. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and they also gave me this Bible. Um, they gave it to all like the new, usually people who, you know, uh, choose Christ as their Lord and Savior. But I was, since I was like officially joining the church, they got, they gave me this too. And I realized that I didn't have a Bible in my house. Um, uh, we kind of live in the age, we're in the digital age, so I have, you know, my Bible app, but I just realized that I should really have a physical, um, element to my spiritual faith. And I, I think, I encourage you all, if you are spiritual, to get a Bible. You don't have to read it. It can be anywhere in your house, but I think having a physical, uh, piece of weaponry at your disposal in, in this warfare that we face in the spiritual realm is very crucial in our lives. Um... Also, I just want to give a shout out to Troy, um, his clothing brand, Small Winds, that I'm rocking right here. Um, I think it's very important for us in life to enjoy the small wins. You know, if you're, if you're battling through depression, just waking up and getting out of bed is a small win. I, I've been there and I know sometimes getting out of bed is very, it's difficult. Uh, just, I think that sometimes we just want to hit our long-term goals in the short term and it just doesn't happen. So I'm appreciating those small wins of just, you know, whether it's cooking or getting to work on time or finishing an assignment or um, just anything minuscule that we don't really take, um, that we don't really appreciate enough. Uh, I think really acknowledging those small wins and then you'll realize that you really have a lot of more wins at your disposal than you really think. And that will just kind of uplift you and uh, give you more self-esteem and uh, self-empowerment. Um, so like I said, I went to church on Wednesday. Um, I moved to Houston on Monday and uh, something told me just to check if they're doing anything. And I saw that Pastor John John Gray was coming. He's an associate pastor there. 
He has a church, and I think it's in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, called Relentless Church. Um, but he travels uh, back and forth to speak. So I want, if you're not in the news or up to date, there I think there's a tropical storm or some type of system in the Gulf Coast. So it's been raining like nonstop in Houston, uh, on and off. And um, two days ago, it was pretty bad. Uh, but Wednesday, it was raining. Not as bad as it was the other day, but it was pretty bad. And he was just, uh, you know, applauding everyone who can who can make it out in the storm, and that's, and he was just saying that sometimes we get caught in storms in our life, but sometimes you have, you know, God will make a way, and we ourselves will make a way to get where we want to go, you know, if we're passionate about it. And he was just saying that, you know, he was, and it was another sermon I was watching online. He was just saying how people, um, you know, stand in ninety-five degree heat stand up for three hours straight, stay, stay until the very end, right? and all this other stuff. When he was talking about, he was like, he was talking about people at football games. And I was like, you know what, you're right. We go to football games, we spend a lot of money at football games. People spend thousands, sometimes even six figures on seats, stand up non the entire time for three hours, stay until the very end. Um, and it was just like, sometimes we came and stay in church for, pay attention to church for longer than 10 minutes and not check our phones so he was like we do you know if we're passionate about something we'll do what we want to do so i think that it's time for myself as well a lot of people you know if you're passionate about your spiritual relationship to, to start you know acting the part and stop being a, a fake fan and actually being um you know you know a, a child of god um so but i want to talk about you know that's the message well that the essence of a storm is what i want to talk about today uh storms in your life you know what do you do you know we often talk about the perspective of storms and when we mess up you know i messed up at school and now i have to figure out a way to turn this d into a c or this c into a b or i messed up on this exam or i messed up in this relationship she caught me cheating or uh, he caught me cheating or or at a job, you messed up an assignment at a job, and you you know you you feel discouraged, or just anything in your life that you mess up in, and you're now you're in a storm. You know you got to battle through and get you know to get through. But what happens when you're in a storm? When you've been you know when you're perfect, not perfect, but you're just a good person. You know you you obey the you read the Bible, you go to church, you you, you submit your tithes and your offering. You're just a good person. You're you're a good Samaritan. You help people, old ladies across the street. You hold the door open for women. You. Just anything. You're just an overall good person. And what happens when you obey everything that God has told you to to do and you're still caught in a storm? What happens when, you know, you're a good person and you get raped or you're sexually assaulted or sexually molested? What happens when you're a good worker and you get fired or laid off unexpectedly? What happens when you're in perfect health and you get, you're diagnosed with cancer or you're diagnosed with diabetes? What happens when your relationship is, is perfect and healthy and and from your perspective, and one day they, they just don't want to be with you anymore, or they, they leave you, or or y'all are just battling it out. Or what happens when your when your loved ones or when your friends are in perfect health and they just unexpectedly die? You know, the list can go on and on. What do you do when you're caught in a storm unexpectedly with no umbrella? What do you do? And I'm not talking about a spiritual or a physical storm. I'm talking about a spiritual storm. What happens when you're in your life when spiritually, mentally, you're challenged and you're caught with no umbrella? What do you do? Personally, I was caught in a storm not that not too long ago, you know, graduating um, from college from from the spring semester to midsummer, or well, I guess to July, 
I applied to about over, roughly, give or take over 200 jobs through LinkedIn and through uh, websites directly, about, give or take, about around 200. And from those 200 applications, I maybe got five interviews. And from those five interviews, I probably got to the final round of interviews in two of those companies. And one of the company, of those two, one company uh, never got back to me. They actually got back to me two, two or three weeks ago saying they weren't gonna offer me a job. And the other company just was taking their time, you know? So this entire time, I just, I had no answers. You know, I'm graduating and the back of my, I'm not, and I'm an out-of-state student, so in the back of my mind, I just have my, my debt in the back of my mind. Like, you know, what am I, what am I gonna do? Like, the, the clock is ticking, you know? The clock is ticking and I was starting to get down and out depressed and the constant rejection emails, you know, was just, um, the constant, I was getting rejection of phone calls too, and I'm just like, you know, usually when you get a phone call, you think that you get an offer or something, but it's like, you know, that, that was, those are low blows, and it was just like, I was in a spiritual storm, you know, I was a good, you know, good person, good student, turned my life around, got baptized, started doing these videos, I just felt like my life was on a good track, you know, it was just, um, helping others, and it was just like, wow, like what's what's going on? Like why is everyone else getting jobs and moving on and getting promotions and getting money and doing all these things that they want to do in life and I'm just here just with nothing. And it was it was difficult for me. And um and then one day boom I got an internship letter. Um and then long story short, the HR team uh they made a mistake and I was fired before I even got the job or my, before my first day at work, because they made a mistake and I was the scapegoat. And I'm not gonna get into too much detail about it, but it was just like, wow, I finally get some good news, finally get some finances in my pocket, because I've been unemployed for this entire year. And the, before my first day, I get fired. It was just like, and the thing is that, I, they told me not to come to work the first day, so I didn't, and they told me I couldn't come to work until their paperwork was finished. And then a week and a half later is when I got my termination letter. And it was just like, what did I do wrong? Like, why is this all happening? It was, I was in a really spiritual storm. I was getting depressed. I was getting angry at everyone. Um, the girl I was talking to heavy, I was getting angry at her. I was getting angry at my mom. I was getting angry at my, my close friends. I was just getting angry at everyone. It was just like, I was just mad. You know, I've been trying so hard to keep my anger, my depression, my anxiety, and the stress under control since you know one one to two years, uh, uh, two, one to two years ago, and it was just like all that work and progress that I was doing was, you know, was being slowly stripped away from me, and I just felt my old self coming back, and you know, I had the urge to start drinking again. It was just like, why is this all this happening? Then you know, I was just. You know, I was I was at the dinner, out to eat with my mom, and she was just like, you know what, just focus on what you can control and focus on what you have to do. The job will come, the finances will come, the money will come. Just focus on what you had to do, and that and that's what I had to do. I was still taking some summer online summer classes, so I just kind of dedicated all my time to that. I applied some jobs here and there, but I wasn't focused on that anymore. It was just like I need, you know, the job is the end goal. I still need. I still had the things in my life that I needed to get done right then and there. 
So I, that's what I did. I kind of shift focus a little bit, scaled back from the job search, focused more on my studies. And July 26th, I believe, three days after my birthday, I get a phone call. And I get an offer. I just couldn't refuse. And not only that, it was a company that I really wanted to work for. And it was in the city of my dreams, which is Houston. And it was that, like I said, the two companies that gave me full, got to the final round, it was that company. And I just remember just, you know, crying tears. It was like, you know what, all this hard work finally paid off. And it was just like, I just never expected any of this. And what's crazy is that this same company I applied to a year ago and got denied. So I want you, I want, I want, to, I want to reiterate this, that sometimes a no is a redirection from God. Sometimes a no is something God is telling you no because I have something better for you. I had this job, I applied for this job last year, I got rejected. Fast forward to this internship that I had. This internship was in, located in Baltimore, but it had offices in Houston. So I wanted to work there, hopefully I get a full-time offer and then somebody probably work in Baltimore for one or two years and transfer to Houston. That was my goal. I like thinking to stuff in advance. So I thought my life was set. And then when that told me no, I was like, and then when I got this job, which told me yes, it was like this entire time, I was supposed to land this job or with this company. It was just a matter of time for me to get there. And that's why God told me no, or God ultimately didn't want me working in that company because he knew I wouldn't be happy there. He knew the people there would mistreat me. And I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like my life where I were in Baltimore anymore. I wasn't supposed to be there. I was always supposed to be with this company in Houston. And, and another twist is that God was still working on me. He needed to break me down just a little bit further. He needed to re-humble me. I was already humbled already. And he had to re-humble me again. He had to work through me. And sometimes God has so much blessings for you that he has to make sure that you're ready for his blessings. You know, a lot of people, we get athletes or other people who who uh, take on lots of money, they, they can quickly go bankrupt or broke in a couple of years. Not saying they don't deserve those blessings or anything that they got. They got them. And then they, you know, either they got depressed they commit suicide, they go broke, bankrupt, or any other you know mishap and happens in their life, they just they couldn't take on all those blessings because they weren't prepared for it. And I'm not just trying to single out those people. But there's a lot of people in life who get a lot of blessings or a lot of things in their life that come on and they're not expected to they don't know how to handle all that and they ended up and they end up losing all that. So I think God was working through me. And there's a lot of you in here who who are going through this phase that I was going through of you know, God's working on you, He's molding you, He's He's trying to make you a better, stronger person. So when the time is right, you can get all the blessings that he has promised for you. And you will be okay with living with them. And you will be able to not only acquire them, but utilize them for yourself and pass those blessings on to others. So everyone who's connected to it, uh, connected with you. So now I want to get into the message. Uh, sorry I was on a rhyme, but I just wanted to reiterate my story and kind of touch someone who's going through the difficult time that I was going through that. You know, no's are just redirections. You know, it's there's a purpose for your no, there's a purpose for your enemies. You know, it's it's okay um, to receive a no in your life. There's other things in your life that you have to be focused on, whether it's your daily objectives, your weekly objectives, weekly objectives, whether it's school or your job that you're currently at or taking care of your family, your friends. You still have things that you have to take care of. Focus on what you can control and can control what you can control. Control the controllables, as Inky Johnson from Twitter would say. Control the controllables. You can't control the weather. You can't control your boss. You can't control your friends or your family or enemies out there. You can only control what you can control. 
So when you do that, you shift that focus mentality. Don't worry about, you're stressing over things you can't control. And all that extra stress and energy and anxiety that you have, you're, you're taking that energy away from yourself. When you can use that same energy to put it back into yourself and put it into the things that you have to focus on right now, right today, you know? So I think I just wanted to get that out and reiterate it. But to focus back on the message of uh, no umbrella, of being caught in a storm with no umbrella. Um, sometimes we live our lives in a boat. You know, it's we live our lives, you know, imagine, you know, the whole world, everything going on in our lives is the water. And we're in a boat and we're safe. You know, we're safe and sound. We don't want to go too far out. We don't want to go too far out from shore. We don't go too far in the deep. We don't want to get into the water because we don't know what's in the water. We're just, we're safe in a boat. And sometimes when we do that, we confine ourselves. We, we, we restrict ourselves. We limit ourselves from all the other blessings in life, all the other opportunities and all the other experiences that we can experience and all the other people that we can meet in life. And sometimes we want God to come in our boat. We want God, okay, God, come into my boat and expand my life. Well, you're confined to the parameters of the boat, to the dimensions of the boat. You can't really do much. So we want God to come into the boat but sometimes God wants us to come out of the boat. So when that happens is, are you ready to walk on water? Are you ready to plunge into the water? Are you ready to start swimming out in the water to farther out into the deep end, to explore the world, to explore the, all the possibilities, the doors open to you, the, the relationships, the networks, the, the people that you can meet. Are you ready to, you know, to take on that? Are you ready to go out of the boat and swim in the ocean when storms come? There's a difference between being caught in a storm in a boat, but there's, and being caught in a storm without a boat, without an umbrella. Are you ready to are you ready to go through that? And if you're not ready to go through that, then you're robbing yourself of the future that's that's ahead of you, the future that's promised to you. Now I want to introduce a quote by Edward D. Bono. Sometimes the situation is only a problem because it is looked at in a certain way. Looked at in another way, the right course of action may be so obvious that the problem no longer exists. Sometimes God will slow you down so the obstacles and the blockades that are in front of you in your path will be washed away. That will be removed in your life. That's why sometimes I wanted to say that I know is a redirection. Sometimes, are for just to matter, just to simplify things, it's like traffic, for instance. I, you know, I'm. They used to have anger management when I was a kid, but I, you know, I'm relatively calm now. But if I sit in traffic for more than 15 seconds, I get angry, or you know, if someone cuts me off, I get angry. But sometimes. That slowed, you being slowed down in traffic prevents you from an accident that may be waiting or occurring five minutes ahead of you or 30 seconds ahead of you or that drunk driver, that person who's texting. Sometimes in life, God slows you down so he can remove things that's ahead of you in your life. Uh, that's ahead of you in your life that when you get there, you'll be affected by it. But he's slowing you down so when he can take his time to remove those things. So when by the time you get to that point, you're clear and free. That's why sometimes that, that job that you want is... The, the process is delayed longer. They, they, they say they'll, they'll get back to you and you're waiting for a week or two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and finally you get that acceptance letter. Or sometimes colleges don't get back to you right on time or sometimes um, that that DM, you, you sent that girl, she's not she's not replying, but she'll reply in one or two weeks and be oh, hey, I saw this. And sometimes that you, you might have moved on already by that. But, or sometimes that might be your perfect partner. You never know. So that's why sometimes the delay in the process is a blessing. It's a blessing in disguise. And sometimes we don't we don't really think about you know the delay being like a hidden blessing. Sometimes you know it's the same 
Same way like with a delay in your job process or a delay in like in a relationship. Sometimes you may be single for a long time, but sometimes God is making you be single for a long time so you can find your right king and your queen instead of you sometimes hopping in out of a relationship and wondering why everything's aren't lasting or ending so quickly or just being very toxic and negative is because sometimes God doesn't want you just to try and find relationships on your own. Sometimes he wants you to listen to him and speak to him and follow his plans and follow his steps and finally find your right king and the queen that's been looking for you this entire time. You know, sometimes like you have to go through something to, in order to be the individual that God wants you to become. You know, the same water that softens a potato harder than egg. It's not about the circumstances, it's about what you're made of. You know, both both objects are put in hot water, but both objects come out different. How do you respond? How can you how do you respond? How do you survive in hot water? When you know when the pressure is on, when the heat rises, when you're caught in a storm, how do you respond? How do you react? How do you how do you overcome it? Do you do you sit and get drenched or do you drown? Do you you just give up or are you gonna persevere and push through? It's, it's not the circumstances, it's what you're made of. And sometimes God has to put you through certain things for you to realize that, you know, you're not going to elevate, you, you don't go certain places, you don't transform, you don't improve yourself from comfort. You don't, you don't improve yourself from being confined in a boat. You have to get out, you have to exp experience the world. And when you experience the world, you, when you go through trials and tribulations and hardships, you become self-empowered. You, your self-esteem uh, increases, your your abilities enhanced. You look back, you you don't look like the storms you've gone through, through elementary school, middle school, through high school, through college, through relationships, through jobs, all the your trials and tribulations or storms you've gone through, you don't look like any of those. A week a week after or two weeks or a month or a year after, you look you look amazing. You look you look better. I I love the compliment you look happy. I love the compliment you look happy. I know before, before last year when I was going through my depression and my alcoholism, before I went to Houston and after I went to Houston, when I got back, I just got these all compliments that you look happy, you look great. What's going on? Why are you so happy? What's And I just felt like, you know what, I've, I've finally overcome the hump. I've finally overcome that that the weight of depression, the, the spirits of depression and, and, and anxiety and stress on my life. It was... It was just, it was finally good to see that all that hard work and, and that I was doing in Houston by myself of going to church, you know, reading the Bible every day, reading sermons every day, doing all these uh, spiritual uh, depression workshops online and reading and reading and reading and writing and all these things to help get my mental right and stronger and stronger. It was, all that hard work was paid off. It, was, it wasn't paid off by a financial reward. It was paid off by a simple compliment, you look happy. And that's all I wanted. That, that reassurance of that, all my hard work and, and dedication paid off too. I look I look like a better, healthier person paid off. And it just, it just uplifted me. Now I want to introduce some scripture that kind of ties into what I'm trying to say. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let this perseverance finish its work so that you may be sure and complete not lacking anything. And I love that last verse, not lacking anything. And, that, and that's, you know, that's why we have to look at things from a different lens in life. When we're going through trials and tribulations, it's, it's not about, we're, we're taking it from account from the, from the other side, from only one side. There's two sides to every coin. You can look at it from the side of just the pain and why has this happened to me? What's, what's going on? You know, 
you just you start comparing your lives to other people on social media. You start comparing your lives to your other friends and family. Like, why can I be like them? Why can't my life be like that? Why is all this happening to me? Or you look from the other side. What can I do after this? Okay, I have these cards that I'm dealt with. How can I use this to my best advantage? How can I use the resources that I have at my disposal in my favor? You know, for example, I wouldn't be doing any of these videos if I didn't look at it from the other side. When my best friend, when my, my mentor, my, my counselor, my psychologist, my, it was just, when he died, he was a perfectly, perfectly healthy, you know, male, perfectly healthy mid 40s or 50s. And, and when he died from a heart attack, it was just like, you know, the person who's been, the only person in my life who's never scolded me, who's never counted me out, who's always uplifted me, who's always told me it's it's not okay, you're not finished, you can always turn everything around. The only person who's told me, okay, you did this, all right, so what do you, you know, it's that's it's not the end of your race, you're, you're still running, you still have a marathon to go. The only person who's never counted me out, who's always uplifted me, was taken away from my life. And I'm not trying to shun my friends or my family or anything like that, but a lot of times friends and family, they just get so down on you and hard on you that they just scold you, they want to punish you, or just want to just talk down on you and be like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing that. And I'm not, sometimes you do need that in your life. That's not what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you do need those people in your life. But he's that one person who always had a gentle spirit, you know, who always, could always stop me crying. Who can always tell me it's, it's, it's not over. And when, when what, do, what, what did I do when I was caught in a storm back then with no umbrella? It was just like, you know, can I, can I just grieve about it? Can I do you be sad about it? Could I not go to work? Can I not, you know, just be associated uh, with my friends and family anymore? What can I do? And I took the cards that I was dealt with and I took his death and I turned it into this. I turned it into me wanting to help other people to keep his legacy alive. I, you know, I started doing these videos. I started doing life groups on my, on my campus. I had to do all this so I can keep his legacy alive so I don't fall in grief, so I don't fall back into depression. And now it's, I'm doing this. I'm doing something that a newfound passion of mine that I never thought I would ever do in my life. And that's why you always have to look at it. The, you know, there's two sides to every coin. You have to look at the other side of, the other side of things. Now I want to kind of introduce another uh, Bible verse. And sometimes in life, we, you know, storms are often dark. And a lot of times we get, you know, whether it's a storm or just darkness that we're in, we, we get, we get down and out. We get discouraged. We we fall in a, in a trap and a snare, and we become, you know, easy prey for the for for Satan to, to come and attack, and for other enemies out there to come and attack and pick on us. And um, I want to read it. It's Isaiah forty five three. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. And I just think that's so powerful. The treasures of darkness. You know, darkness is not a thing, it's a void. You know, you can feel complete darkness when the room is lit. And I'm not, I'm not talking about physical, I'm talking about spiritual, emotional, mental. You know, you can be around your friends and your family and feel complete darkness. You can be at a job and feel completely dark. You can be walking on campus and feel completely dark. You'll be walking on a sidewalk, it'll be completely sunny night, cloud in the sky can feel completely darkness. But there's treasures in the darkness that you need to realize. There's treasures in the darkness that God has for you that is in a secret place that you can only get there if you listen to his word and you stay ten-toed down and you, you just persevere through the darkness. You know, light shines the brightest in the darkness. You know, the stars shine brightest in the sky at night. So if you can realize that and shift your mentality to that, you can you can get through anything in your life 
You just have to turn on the light. You just have to look for the light. You just have to follow the light. And when you do that, everyone else around you in the darkness, whether it's your friends, families, or even complete strangers, when they see you going toward, getting, reaching out of the transition from darkness to light, when they see that, you're not only uplifting yourself, you're uplifting them to give them the hope and give them the, the courage and the self-empowerment to get through wherever you're going through too. We're all connected in life. Whether it's fa friends, family, or strangers, we're all connected. And you see it on Twitter. You see when people post uh, cancer survival tweets or people overcoming um, any anything in life. You just see it, and then you, that that uh, that motivates you, that uplifts you. I, I love. I always retweet and like tweets or uh, Instagram posts of people overcoming obstacles in life because it gives me self encouragement. Sometimes it just makes me feel as I'm I'm more blessed. I've gone through a lot of things in life and I think, you know what, wow, my, my life is a mess. My life is pretty bad. And I look at other people and I'm just like, you know what, my life could be just as bad as theirs or even worse. And it was just like, you know, I have so much to be thankful for that my life isn't, isn't worse off. And that's why it's so, it's so important to realize that there's treasures in darkness that from, our, from your current perspective in the moment, it's hard to see and hard to realize that. But when we shift our focus and our lens, we can find them. And you may ask, what are treasures of darkness? Same way how photos are developed in the dark and created to beautiful works of art. Um, it's the same way God's de developing you. Sometimes certain things in life can only be developed in, in darkness. The most beautiful gift God has given us in his, is his life is childbirth. And, and just think about that. Something that's developed in the womb. Someone's developed in a dark place that has potential to not only change you know, the mother and the father and their families, but some something that is formed in darkness that has the ability and the potential to change the entire world. That is something that's developed in the darkness. And, you know, it's something that, the same way, you know, seeds are put into the ground. Seeds can't grow in, in light. They can't grow outside. They have to be put in the ground. They have to germinate. They have to be grown in the darkness. So sometimes God has to put you in the darkness so that he can work on you, he can germinate you, he can develop you into a beautiful piece of art, to a beautiful human being, to a person that can sprout like rose from a concrete. And when people see that around you who are also stuck in the concrete, who are also stuck in darkness, you become a beacon of hope. You become a person that they can see and realize, you know what, we've we've come from the same, I'm not gonna say the same, but because everyone's circumstances are different, but you know, the same environment. You're like, if you can make it, I can make it. You're you're impacting, you're you're motivating other people that you have sometimes no connection with to get for them to want to grow for for them to withstand the darkness and develop and grow on their own so that they can come become my hope and then that's just a snowball effect for other people who connected to them so that's why it's so important to realize that you know the greatest treasures in life are not found outside they're not found just in sunlight they're found in the darkness whether you know, secret treasures of, I'm not, I'm just talking about physical treasures laying up, pirate treasure or stuff in pyramids or, or secret ruins or dinosaur fossils or just anything. The great treasures and wonders of this world are not found in, in the light. They're found in darkness. They're found in dark places that we've, we thought are, are that were abandoned and not good enough and are thrown away or, or covered or hidden. They're, they're in secret places that we have to find on our own through Jesus Christ. Now I want to introduce another uh, scripture uh, from Matthew, the book of Matthew. It's Matthew 8, verse 23 through 27. Starting with the 23rd verse. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. 
And suddenly a great tempest, tempest uh, meaning storm, arose from the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, he being Jesus, why are you fearful? You have little faith? Then he arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? You know, sometimes, just like, you know, when you drive in a car and you get stuck in a storm for the first time, you know, when you first get your license and you're driving, it starts raining or pouring, or it's, it's very terrifying. It's very scared because not only for yourself, but everyone around you, you especially you can see it on the highway. Um, driving on the residential streets is different. When you're driving a highway and it starts pouring, it gets really, it's kind of, it's kind of frightening because everyone, you see everyone around you just either slam their brakes, slow down, or just start swerving or flashes start flying everywhere it's just like whoa what's going on like it's like it's like everyone just forgets how to drive you know it's it's in, but when you drive through a couple storms and you drive through a couple you know uh you know thunderstorms and stuff like that you become experienced you know and it's the same thing in life when you're facing spiritual storms when you go through a couple of them you become experienced you become you become battle tested and you become you become aware of what you're going through the next storm hits and when that happens you become you're better prepared mentally spiritually emotionally physically financially you're and when that and not only that you're better prepared to help other people through their storms or better prepared to help your family and friends go through their storms or better prepared to handle all future storms ahead of you you're you feel more self-esteem you, you actually get more encouraged it's like oh i'm going through another financial issue okay cool bet i'm now i'm more encouraged to get cool to go to work more to get more money to try and promote myself and uh, increase my income it's it's you have to look at it from you have to you have to attack it you have to attack storms don't run from storms you always have to attack storms you know god doesn't allow storms in your life without a purpose you know there's always a purpose for the rain there's always a purpose for your enemies there's always a purpose for you know there's a purpose for everything there's a purpose for the trials and tribulations there's a purpose for everything and you know it's the same that's why in the Bible it says, you know, to pray for your enemies. It's it's very important to realize that your enemies have a purpose in your life. If you went through life without any enemies, you would never improve as a person. If you always live in your life full of comfort and content, you would never improve as a person. All your attributes and characteristics and your traits, you would never improve at all. You want there would be no challenges in your life. That's why, you know, it's it's important to realize that your enemy is there for a purpose to better you. They're not your enemies aren't there to bring you down and to defeat you. You will never be defeated ever, ever in your life unless you choose to be defeated. Your enemies have no power over you. You know, it's a mindset. It's like, you know, it's you know, the, the, the Satan and the devil has no power. He only has power when you give him the power. And it's just like it's like that's why I always tell people, I think Jay you know, Jay Z has a quote, it's like, don't argue with don't argue with fools because from a distance, no one can tell who's who. It's like, you know, when you get caught out of character, you get grouped with the enemy. You look just like the enemy, you know. That's why, you know, trying to maintain your peace is so important. And realizing that your enemies are there not to get you out of character. Your enemies are there to 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 elevate you to the next person. Your, your enemies are there to get you to the next season of life, to, to push you through the, to the next season of life. And you can switch that mindset, you know, and you can take a step back and realize, okay, this person is coming at me or this financial debt is coming or this, um, 
this boss I don't like or this this relationship is is not working or this girl is trying to get at me or this guy is trying to get at me or just anything in life that you feel is the is not God sent it's it's a test it's like okay am I gonna let this affect me or am I gonna keep doing what I have to do and doing it the right way to get around it to get where I need to go you know your final destination doesn't change you know it's you, you know the path isn't gonna be you know vast and wide the path is always is always is always narrow but it's never straight it's always going to be very narrow and a bunch of turns twists block blockades setbacks circles you know it's you're going to get the destination is always here it's always ahead of you but you, you have to go through a lot of stuff to get that don't take the easy road that's wide and the destination's right there because you're never going to grow through that going through the narrow road with all the trials and tribulations is going to be able to uh you know grow and develop you into a person that you never really thought you would be i never would be in this position if i didn't go through all the things in my life i want to be blessed with a great job in the city of houston living by myself in houston without all my trials and tribulations i would have never gotten to my, my middle school or my high school or penn state or survived this long if i didn't go through all the things that i've went through you know st storms do two things one they strengthen you through adversity but also they wash away things that are waiting for you at your final destination it's like you know, it, like in the verse, and it says in verse 24, and suddenly a great tempest arose. Tempest is, if you look at the definition, I forgot what it is off top, but it's like a change in the atmosphere before certain things come. So it's like, if you think about it, when a storm comes in your life, or in the Bible says a tempest comes in your life, a change is coming. You're about to change it to the next season. But for the change to the next season, you have to go through the rain, you have to go through the snow, through the hail. So if you think about it, if you if you realize, okay, I'm about to, I'm going through something right now. That means something something is cooking up. God is cooking up something from the for for me at the end. There's something brewing in the atmosphere that I have to get through the through the atmosphere. I have to get through the storm system to get to my goal, to get to my destinations. And to think back, if you go back to the Bible verse, um, verse 26, Jesus said to them, "Why are you fearful? You have little faith." And I think that's so powerful. It's just like wow. If you just if you just think about it for one second, you're with the child of God. You're with you know God's son. You're literally standing right next to him, and you're still afraid. It's like I would you know I would, you know it's that's it's human nature to to be afraid of things, and it's like even though we have this the Almighty next to us, we're still afraid of things, and it's just like how you know how are you supposed you know you're with God. You're sitting next to him, and it's like, how would God, how is God and Jesus supposed to elevate you, promote you to the next season? When you don't even have enough strength to survive this season. It's like God is sitting right next to you. He's literally telling you, I, I got you, I got you, relax. I'm sleeping, so you should be sleeping. I'm dreaming, so you should be dreaming. There's no reason for you to worry when I'm with you. But sometimes we slip back into the physical world of things. We think that we know we're in control of everything, that we have to handle everything on our own, and we forget that we have someone who's on a, who's holding us up by our right hand who can handle all of our problems so and i think that when we realize that we need to not only strengthen ourselves and not only endure storms and persevere through storms but also we need to strengthen our faith in our life and everything that we do a lot of times when we go through storms we question our faith we don't think our faith is strong enough we don't we don't rely on our faith we try to rely on ourselves physically and we try to do through things on our own but sometimes we forget jesus brought us here on purpose 
So if it brought us on a purpose, he must, there's a purpose for him to get us out. There's an expected end. It's like in Jeremiah 29, 11, that, you know, God has a plan for you to give you hope in the future. He, there's an expected end. There's a purpose for everything. And when we kind of realize of why we're here um, and what we're doing, why the storm is here and what, what the storm means, you should be happy that you're going through the storm because you know when the storm passes, when you survive it, there's a whole bunch of blessings waiting for you just to be thrown upon you. And I think that it's very crucial that we look at the verse that, um, verse 25, then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. Like Jesus was sleeping. So when you think about it, Jesus was sleeping. What do you do when you sleep? You dream. So Jesus was dreaming about their future. He was dreaming about their season he was dreaming about what's going to happen is this like you know it's and when you think about that and you take it to your own life jesus with jesus when you think that you're going through something you're by yourself don't think about it as, a, as you're alone think about it as jesus is dreaming about your future think about it as dreaming and sleeping and dreaming and manifesting your future it's i think that's just so important that we like i said it's there's two sides of every coin you can realize the, the one coin the one side of the coin that okay you go through a storm or you can realize the second side of the coin is that there's a whole blessing and purpose and plan and expected end for me for, with a future and a hope. As I kind of, you know, bring this message to a close, I want to leave you, I guess, some final tips and pointers about storms. And one is just the main aspect, the main thing I want to just kind of cement here is stop running from the storms. Well, you have to get that tattooed on you, put on a plaque on your wall, get it painted, write it down make a Google Doc, whatever you have to do, stop running from storms. Because when you run from storms, you're evading what God has sent to elevate you. And it's just like, you know, if you think about it from a geographical perspective, the eye of the storm is in the middle of the storm. So when you're running away from the storm, you're actually not evading the storm, you're actually lengthening the time of the storm. You're running away from the eye of the storm. You're gonna be in the storm forever. But if you face the storm head on, you and you get to the eye of the storm is where the great calm is, just like it says in the Bible, you're, you're, that's where all the blessings are. You have to persevere through the storm. If not, you're just running. You're literally, the eye of the storm is where the blessings are. If you're running away from the storm, you're literally evading what God has sent to elevate you. Two, when you're running from storms, it's like you're encouraging the enemy. You're giving, you're empowering the enemy. It's like, okay, it's like if you're at a job or a school or um, you have a teacher that doesn't like you or a boss that doesn't like you and you're running from class, you're not doing your work right, right I'm sorry. You're not doing your, your work right. You're not doing um, your, your job right. You're, and you're letting them get to you. It's just like they feel empowered. You're giving them the power. You're taking the power away from yourself and giving it to them. It's like when you let bullies get to you or people on the internet get to you, on Twitter getting your mentions and get to you. It's just like you're letting them all get to you and you're giving them the power. But if you can maintain your peace and just focus on what you have to do, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have a job. Whether it's X, Y, and Z, you need to do X, Y, and Z. But as soon as you start letting, letting them get to you, that's when they have power and that's when they start their spirits of depression and anxiety and stress start to trickle down onto you. When that happens, it's a snowball effect and it's really hard to get out of that snowball effect. When that happens, you start falling behind in your studies. You start falling behind at work. When that happens, you're gonna academic probation if you're in school or you get fired if you're at a job. So that's why it's so important that if you run away from storms, you're empowering the enemy. Third, when you run away from storms, 
you're evicting what God has sent you. First Peter five ten says, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, and strengthen and settle you. I think that's so important that he literally says that when you go through many trials and tribulations, he's going to make you perfect. He's going to establish you in places that you weren't supposed to be at. He's, supposed to, he's going to establish you in your classroom. He's going to establish you in your workplace. He's going to establish you into a, a perfect relationship for you with the perfect partner. He's going to establish you. He's going to make you stronger. He, he's going to make you, he's going to settle you down. He's going to make you calm. He's going to put you in a, you know, green pastures of milk and honey. He's going to put you in a place where that's promised to you. And, but you just have, you can't, but you're never going to get to that point. You never, he's never going to be able to settle you if you don't trust him through the storm. If you're running away from him, there one, that means you're questioning your faith. And two, that means you don't believe in him. And that's exactly what the devil wants. That's exactly what Satan wants for you to question your faith in God and run away. Because when you do that, you're giving the power to the, to the devil, uh, Satan, instead of giving all the glory and praise and following the footsteps of your faith in God. And my last point I want to leave you all with is that remember when you're going through storms and you're going through trials and tribulations of many kinds that you you're entrusted to win. You know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a spread in betting. You're 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 the favorite. You know, it's it, it's going to happen. And and it's and it's in the Bible um, in John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. Do not give you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace is the most powerful thing on this planet. If you can maintain your peace through trials and tribulations, if you can maintain your peace through enemies in the enemy's face, if you can maintain your peace on social media, at work, in school, in the public, in any domain, you're the most powerful person in the room, in that environment, in the world. You know, when when you start to question when you start to question yourself and you start to lose your peace and start getting out of the character, you, 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 that's when you start to lose yourself. That's when you lose the battle. That's when you start giving them other people empowerment. And that's when, you know, that's when you start to get taken advantage of. That's when people start to paint pictures of you that's, that's, that's not accurate. People have the, you know, you can have a perfect year, 364 days, and the one day out of the year that you act out of character, people want to label you as that. Whether it's in a relationship, you can have a perfect relationship the entire year. And now one day out of the whole year, y'all break up because of something that you did. Or at a job, you get fired because that one day out of the entire year, you did something bad and now you're fired. Or you have you get expelled from school or or uh, suspended or you have to drop a class because one day out of the year, you, just, you did bad on a on an exam or whatever the case may be. That Never always maintain your peace because if you lose your peace, that's when you get taken advantage of. That's when you lose your power. That's when you lose everything that was entrusted to you and all your blessings. Now, you have to go through another storm just to get all that back. When the entire time, if you maintain your peace, you'll get them, you'll get everything that's promised for you without any trials and tribulations. You'll just, you just maintain your peace. Keeping your peace through storms lessens the blow that you receive. Lessons, and when I mean blow, I don't mean physically. You're always gonna get battered up physically. I don't mean physically as in your personal appearance. That might be a factor too, but you're you know you will face hardships of that. I mean blows that are going to dampen your you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. If you can maintain your peace, all of those will be 
undamaged. They'll be, you know, they wouldn't, they won't be affected in any way. That's why it's so important that when you can maintain your peace, you're not only empowering yourself, but you're everyone around you who's going through the same trials and tribulations, connected or not connected with you, will also want to maintain their peace just to follow you because they know that you're doing something that they're not doing, but they say that you're benefiting it and you're staying 10 toes down and they see that you're staying true to yourself while you're still getting everything that you have to do done in life, done. So that's why it's so important. But that's that's it for my message of No Umbrella. Um, and I, you know, this is my latest video and I, I apologize for the five month hiatus. I am gonna try and be more consistent with these. Um, hopefully when I start my job, you know, my first paycheck, I will be buying a camera and a stand. So this will be the last phone video I do. Hopefully we'll see, um, fingers crossed. But, you know, I, I encourage you all to, to just give me feedback, share, repost. Um, you know, it's not for cloud purposes. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reach more people. This is something I'm very passionate about. And when I reach more people, I get more feedback. When I get more feedback, I get better at doing this. I get better at talking. I get better at my content. I get the better. I get better at my delivery. Um, so I encourage all of you um, just to, to like. Please comment me. Um, uh, comment on my videos. Please direct message me. Um, and I just encourage you to you know if you know someone going through some dark times and you just want. To, give us some encouragement I, I encourage you just to send it send them these videos i want to get you know we're all connected you know on this planet we're all human beings so and we're all going through struggling so why struggle by ourselves and we can struggle together and we can all make it out together um if you have any questions that weren't just weren't uh, answered in this video or that you just need more some more guidance on my so all my social medias are listed my email is listed i would do want to do more Q&A videos down the, uh, down the road, or I never, haven't done one yet, but I, I want to do one. Hopefully my next video will be a Q&A. I'm, I'm actually really thinking about doing that. Um, so I just encourage you all to just give me as, uh, as much feedback as possible. Um, until next time, I, you know, I pray over all of you. I hope all is well. I hope everything, all your family and friends as well. And I hope uh, you maintain your peace and your health until next time. Bye. Take care. Thank you for watching. Stay prayed up. Don't worry, brother.